As the population ages, there is a growing belief that a tsunami of elderly patients will bankrupt the healthcare system, but evidence shows that this is a misconception. Our aging population accounts for only modest and sustainable increases in health spending, but experts say there are better ways to organize healthcare to more efficiently and effectively deal with swelling numbers of seniors who have different care needs. Dr. Nina Chappelle, a professor at the Institute of Aging and Lifelong Health at the University of Victoria, says that integration of home care and preventative care into the existing system will cut costs and improve quality of care. There's a widespread uh, belief fueled out there in the media that the baby boomers are going to bankrupt Canada's healthcare system, and typically people are referring to Medicare. Uh, nevertheless, the concern out there is that the growing aging population is going to bankrupt Canada's healthcare system. Marcus Hollander, a National Health Service and policy researcher, says that healthcare costs have only increased modestly due to the aging population. The aging of the population at only less than or 1% or a little less than 1% to the cost of healthcare per year. So the increases in costs really are more from wage increases, use of new and more expensive technologies and other factors. A lot has been written about the great tsunami and the, the fact that the elderly are going to bankrupt the system and all of that. And uh, while there would be some modest increases, um, it's not going to be nearly as bad as, as what people have been forecasting. Although there isn't a crisis, the existing model of care is not set up to work efficiently. The healthcare system, furthermore, is oriented towards treating uh, acute illnesses. It was designed for a younger population, and it was designed when uh, it was believed that medicine was the cure-all. And medicine clearly can be uh, very beneficial. We certainly want to have uh, doctors, and we certainly want those drugs that are beneficial to us. However, that said, for an aging population uh, in old age, we suffer primarily from chronic conditions that, by definition, cannot be cured. They wouldn't be chronic if they could be cured. These chronic conditions are best treated under a home care model. And this model is one in which the focus is on uh, care of the elderly and what are their needs. Well, their needs are both medical and social or psychosocial. And so much of home care is actually provided by non-professional home support workers who basically can uh, shop for people, maybe feed them, make a meal and, and those kinds of things. And it's that essentially that people need to maintain their, maintain their function. In addition to being more desirable for patients, the home care model can also prevent more expensive costs down the line. So then they would try to vacuum their own house and do this and do that and either wear themselves down and eventually go into a long-term care facility or trip over a cord and break their hip and go into a a hospital. Mm -hmm. And so, in fact, uh, we found that a modest amount of preventive care, but targeted at tertiary prevention, that is, people who are clearly defined as being frail and in need of some assistance, uh, was very uh, cost-effective. But the key is to integrate these services into the existing healthcare system. But it's not a matter of simply allocating more money and leaving everything the way it is, and let's but let's put more money into more home care services. You have to integrate the system up 
at the policy level where you're putting fewer dollars into the more expensive, high-intensive medical services. Uh, so you're putting fewer dollars in there and you're putting more dollars into your uh, expanded home care services. Because if you don't integrate it and you just keep pouring money into what we've got now and say, yeah, we also want more um, home-based services, then of course it's going to cost the system more. The same approach for the aging population can be taken for the entire healthcare system in order to reduce waste and improve efficiency. It's one thing to uh, sort of talk about the myths about an older population and to talk about the type of system that would be appropriate and cost-effective for them. Uh, but we also have to pay attention to the healthcare system that's there now and, and what we're going to do about it. I mean, it's not an easy matter to to just say, okay, we're going to shift some money. There are many, many areas within the healthcare system, the way it's organized today, uh, that um, just incur runaway costs and unnecessarily so. Uh, we don't have a good handle on uh, on drugs and funding effective drugs uh, only. Uh, we don't have a good handle on uh, why is it that the medical profession is intervening more uh, with uh, with the population, not just older adults. Well, part of it's because we go to the doctor and we seek their advice. Uh, well, why are we going to the doctor? And when we go to the doctor, uh, are they um, intervening unnecessarily? You know, all of those uh, those sorts of things. So it's not simply focusing on older adults and saying, what do we do? Even if you took older adults out of the equation, I would argue uh, we are way overdue a very serious look at the way the healthcare system is operating today and how we should be fixing it. For Evidence Network, this is Dane Wanyarachiga.